What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every single day. Free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. Make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen. Locked on Blazers, your team every day. Today's show's a fun one. Listener Jesse sent me a question about the best trios in the NBA, wondering where Damian Lillard, Jeremy Grant, and Amphrey Simons rank among the the best big threes in the league. So I want to spend the first couple segments, first 20, 20 minutes of the show or so, talking about the best trios in the league. This, uh, I wanted to start with some caveats here too, because I'm a little nervous about it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to close the show with some news and notes ahead of the Blazers game against the Brooklyn Nets on Thursday evening. Uh I am wary to do rankings because I don't think, particularly with players, like this player is better than this player is is like not a, I don't find it a particularly useful way to talk about the NBA. Um, it's not like, it's just not how basketball works. I don't find it particularly useful. So I'm wary of doing rankings because I'm going to say this team is better than this team. The Blazers are here and this other team's here. And um, and it's, it's going to make me sound like a hater or a homer or whatever it might be. I'm wary of that. I think tiers are better than rankings. So we'll mostly, I'll talk about sort of tiers uh, more than, than rankings. Also, three is an arbitrary number. <laughs> three is an arbitrary number. The Blazers have three very good players. Damian Lord is averaging 27.9 points, 6.4, 6 6.6 assists, and 4.7 rebounds. Amphrey Simons, 22.3, three rebounds, 3.9 assists. And Jeremy Grant, who's on an absolute tear, 21.3 points, 4.9 boards, two and a half assists. Grant shooting 49% from three. Dame shooting 37.9% from three. Uh, Amphrey Simons 37.6% from three on 10 attempts per game. Like this trio rocks. I didn't think they would be here. I didn't think this would be a useful conversation at this time because I didn't think they'd be that good. And, and Jeremy Grant's probably not going to shoot 50% from three for the year. I think it's a safe bet that is 49.3% on five and a half attempts per game. He's going to he's gonna drop a little bit. Um, he's probably not like a better shooter than, than Steph Curry, but he's been great. And because he's been so great, he's been really good on defense too. And I think Dame and Ant have, have stepped it up defensively where they're not, uh, most nights, they're not major liabilities. They're competitive on that end. I thought Dame had a re- really nice play against the Spurs at the end of that game defensively to kind of get the Blazers going where they were going. The team's been better on defense. They deserve credit. This trio deserves, deserves, I don't know if they deserve to be ranked. I don't think anything, anyone deserves to be ranked. But they deserve to be considered among some of the best trios in the league. So listener Jesse sent me this question, longtime listener of the program. Shout out to you, Jesse. I've always appreciated your support. Go Qs. I don't even I don't even mean that. Go Tar Heels. But uh if you want to send me a question, locked on blazerspod at gmail.com is a place to do it. Locked on blazerspod at gmail.com. Uh, I, I don't always use them for the mailbag. Sometimes I use them for stuff like this because they're just too big a questions or too interesting questions to flesh out in four minutes in the mailbag and they need uh, they need room to breathe like this one. So I went through every team in the league and and uh, I didn't rank all 30 trios, but I, I, I made a list of teams that I think are in the conversation, would be in the conversation with health, or I don't know what to do with. And then I want to shout out the Washington Wizards. 
Let's start with that one, right? Shout out to the Washington Wizards. Uh, Chris Porzingis, Brad Beal, and Kyle Kuzma is a fun trio. They're not better than the Blazers or close to it. Um, you can't even get the most out of Kyle Kuzma when he's your third best player. You have to make Kyle Kuzma. The, you have to give Kyle Kuzma the ball and let him drive the ship. Um, but like. Yeah, they've been fun. Shout out to the Washington Wizards. So let's talk about the Asterix teams and the huh, I don't know what to do with them type teams. And then we'll move in the second segment, talk about teams that I think are in the combo. You can make the argument that they're better than the Blazers and a couple teams that I think are slightly ahead as of right now. But as a caveat, I think the Blazers are one of the top trios in the league. Regardless if you agree with my rankings, there's a final caveat. And then no more caveats for the rest of the show. Caveat heavy up top. I think Blazers are one of the best trios in the league, and whether you agree with my rankings or don't, the fact that we are having this conversation earnestly in November, um, it's November 16th as I'm recording this, you're listening to Thursday, November 17th show, um, I have not watched any of the games that have happened today, they have all, all of the East Coast games have tipped off by the time I've started this episode, so some things might change. But in any case, the, having this conversation is a hat tip to the Blazers' excellence regardless. Let's start with some huh teams, teams I don't know what to do with. My first huh team is the Clippers. Huh? They don't have a trio that's better than the Blazers trio. But if Kawhi Leonard plays basketball with some consistency in the future, and Paul George continues to be as good as Paul George can be, though that duo and add in literally any one of the other random Clippers wings and guards that they have that make up the rest of the roster, like... Um, that trio is probably better than the Blazers trio because of how good the top two are, even if the third guy isn't there. But that's like not really what this exercise is. So the Clippers get a huh. Also, Kawhi Leonard hasn't played, so he, they're not in the conversation. Like You have to play to be involved. The other huh is Atlanta for the same thing. Jante Murray and Trey Young are an awesome duo. Um, I like DeAndre Hunter. I like John Collins. I like, heck, I like Glenn Capella too. Uh, but I don't think they have a third player who is currently playing at a level that belongs in this conversation. DeAndre Hunter might get there. Um, he's he's capable of it, and, he's, and his contributions on the defensive end um, can kind of push them to to a spot. But he's um, he's not an offensive player like like Simons is or close to it. Um, and I don't think his I don't think the gap, I think the gap is about equal on, on either side. I think Ant is enough better than him on offense that it's not a conversation. Uh, offense is more important than defense in the league. Sorry, that's just how it works. Atlanta's duo, though, is excellent. So if they had a guy who, who could, they had a third guy who was playing well with some consistency, they would be up there. But I think Atlanta is a team with like a better big two, but not quite a big three. Um, that's a huh team for me. And the final huh team is Dallas. Spencer Dinwiddie, Christian Wood, and Luka Doncic is a is a trio that you could, I think if you really wanted to argue, and if Nick and Isaac want to do that over at Lockdown Blazers, they can hit me up. I would love to come on the show and, and argue about it. They probably don't want me on there. Uh, like, you could, I think there's somewhat of a, at least like a loud enough case to be made that as well as Spencer Dinwiddie is shooting and as good as Christian Wood has been off the bench offensively, that this this trio deserves to be in the conversation among the best trios in the league. But I don't believe that, and I don't think they believe that either. I think what this really is is that Luka Doncic is maybe the MVP of the league and that two dudes who are pretty good next to an MVP probably props up any trio. I think I think that's the actual truth. But I don't think Dallas is there. So I don't think Dallas is there. I don't think the Clippers are there. I don't think Atlanta is there. Then I got some asterisk teams. Milwaukee has the best trio in the NBA. It's the best trio in the NBA. Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Drew Holiday is the best big three in the league. Uh, I don't if debate that with your mom. Like I, I'm not, I don't think that's controversial at all. 
Chris Middleton hasn't played and Drew Holiday's been hurt recently. You got to play. Milwaukee gets an asterisk because I think they'll get there, but they're not like we are. Some of this is like, you know, what we know about a player overall, but a lot of this is just like, what have you done in the first 15 games? If the answer is nothing because you haven't played, you can't be concluded. Milwaukee gets an asterisk. The other team that gets an asterisk is Memphis. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. returns, plays his first game. It was coincided with the first game that Desmond Bain missed. Hmm. Uh, they just, if you don't play together, you're not on the list. But I think John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. in theory is a better um, is a better trio than the Blazers are sporting because I think Desmond Bain's been great. Like I, Desmond Bain's been as good as Jeremy Grant has been. Desmond Bain's probably been better. He's been fantastic. Uh, but you got to play. You got to play. So they get an asterisk. So they're not in the conversation. They're a theoretical team that I believe will be better at some point. And if we do this again in April, um, they'll be. We'll talk about them. And then finally, Golden State. Most of, you know, Steph Curry's been great. Um, if Luca if Luke isn't the MVP of the league, it's Steph, but their team's not very good. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think Giannis is the MVP of the league right now too. But like among, among there's some folks in the conversation, Steph Curry's in the conversation. He's been fantastic. Draymond Green, most of his value is that he's a really good defensive player. He has not been that this year. Last year, Draymond Green, for my money, was the best defensive player in the NBA. He hasn't been that this year. And if he's not that, his lack of offense, just he just doesn't get himself in the conversation. The Warriors, I think, will get there. That's why they're getting an asterisk. Uh, Wiggins has been fine and, and, and Wiggs, you know, he can, he, he can put, he can vault the Warriors easily into this. Okay. That's the best trio in the league. Three all-stars type of thing. Um, but they're not there right now. And they're mostly hanging on because Steph has been brilliant. They're an asterisk team. I think eventually they'll get it together and probably be just straight up better than the Blazers. And it will be, you know, they'll be in another category, but for right now, there's three asterisk teams, Milwaukee, Memphis, and Golden State. I got seven teams that I think are in the conversation with the Blazers for the best trio in the NBA. Let's talk about them because I think, I think you could make a case that the Blazers have an easy top five trio in the league. And I'm going to make that case in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to tell you that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, there are a lot of ways to get therapy and one of the easiest and most affordable ways to do that is with better help. Uh, I think the best way to think about therapy is not something that you need as a response to an individual traumatic moment, although it can be very helpful when you have trauma or acute trauma in your life that you are dealing with, whatever that might be. Think of it like maintenance on a motor vehicle. You make the, you help your car run better and longer by, by routine maintenance, taking care of it just before I, before something breaks. Think of your brain the same way. Uh, therapy can help you with just, you do not need to be in a, have a traumatic event. You can just do routine maintenance to take care of yourself and BetterHelp can be that solution for you. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. 
All right. Let's talk about trios. I got seven teams that I think are in the conversation. A couple are fewer better, but in the conversation with the Blazers as the best trio in the NBA. Portland belongs in this conversation. I think it's I think it's it's fun that we are able to have this conversation in earnest. Uh, like, I'm glad that we are 13 games, 14 games into the season, and it's like, yeah, let's like for real. The Blazers might have uh, the best trio of of any team in the league right now. They're number one in the West for the reason for a reason, right? Like, top end talent matters. Here are four teams that I think you could make an argument are better than Portland, but I am not certain they are. Start in Miami. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero. Uh, Hero's missed a handful of games, but you know not any more than Dame. Like he's played more games than Damian Lillard, so um, the health thing is not—it's um, probably not fair. So <laughs> probably not a fair critique of of your man. So uh, really, what you're talking about here is like do is 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 Jimmy Butler enough better on defense? Th- to separate him from what Dame does on offense. I I don't think so. Uh, Although Jimmy Butler is a fantastic defensive player. Bam Adebayo has, is, you know, probably doesn't always put it together offensively the way he can, but he's a really, really good defensive player. You know, was a defensive player of the year candidate. And Hero has been not as good as he was last year, but still really good, really comparable numbers to Amphrey Simons. um, Although Ants maybe had a little more volume than him. Uh, Like it's, I think they're in the conversation. But I will right now, because of the consistency of Hero and because of the consistency of Bam Adebayo's offense, I think I'll lean Blazers. Easy, easily, we could get into this debate with Miami. Easily to, with Miami. And I think they're a team. They're probably in this group. The, the uh, There's two other teams in this sort of category that I think are like, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm too high on the Blazers right now. Maybe this is a little too much Portland Kool-Aid. Let's talk about the team that I don't think is is there yet, but deserves to be in the conversation. Is Cleveland, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, uh, three All Stars a season ago. They could be back there again. They went on the West Coast trip and they struggled a little bit, but in Cleveland they've been great. Um, Donovan Mitchell is a bucket with whatever jersey he's been wearing. Um, he's been playing more competitive defense. Darius Garland missed a bunch of games early, but he's been back. Um, and Jared Allen just solid as heck. Just solid, just a solid as heck player. Pretty good passer. Uh, darn good defensive player. If he had a little more offense, I think this would be you'd be talking more clearly about this trio. Cleveland deserves to be in the conversation. I think I think Portland is a little better than them, but Cleveland absolutely deserves to be in this conversation. Two other teams that I don't think have been better than the Blazers um, trio so far this year, but I think they end, they probably will be in the end. New Orleans. CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. Uh, health stuff and CJ McCollum's early season shooting slump keeps them below Portland's trio to begin the year, but uh, and Zion hasn't quite touched what he's been, what he was the last time he played, um, when he was averaging like 25 a game, like freaky deaky shack. Um, he just hasn't been freaky deaky shack yet. He's been good. Like he's still good. Uh, but he's not quite there. McCollum finally broke out of a shooting slump and looked excellent last night. And, and Brandon Ingram is just a really good, just a really good basketball player. Um, they, you could, I think New Orleans eventually, once they get going here, uh, you know, what's another 15 games, 30 games into the season, then yeah, we'll, we'll be like, yeah, sure. This team, this trio is better than the Blazers trio, but I don't think they've been that right now for health reasons and for shooting slump reasons, but they are in the convo. 
and then Phoenix. Uh, I kind of take take your pick who the third guy is, um, or bump Chris Paul out of the conversation. But Devin Booker's been excellent this year. Um, Mikael Bridges has taken steps forward, and, and Chris Paul's been great. Throw DeAndre Ayton in there. This is why the three is like a, a three is a is, is sort of an arbitrary cutoff. If you're talking about best four, certainly Phoenix's four are better than Portland's first four, but it's not. It's three, so you got to combo. You got to pick the trio there. And Chris Paul has taken a step back this year in terms of like hands-on offense stuff. Like he's just not doing. He's not. He's letting Devin Booker do more stuff. Also, he's missed a handful. He's missed a couple games in a row now. So. I think Phoenix, by the end of the year, it'll be like, yeah, Chris Paul's been really good. Mikhail Bridges has taken the step forward because he's he's been more aggressive looking for his own offense. And Devin Booker has just been great this year. I think Phoenix will probably will probably say like, yeah, Phoenix belongs ahead of the Blazers. But right now, I would lean Portland on this one. I would lean Portland. I'm leaning Portland over Phoenix. I'm leaning Portland over New Orleans. I'm leaning Portland over Miami. And I think Portland is, uh, is clear of Cleveland. That leaves three teams, and for my money, that are better than the Blazers, trio-wise. One is Boston. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they're just better. I don't, like, I, I don't, this team made the finals last year. Those are three really good players. Marcus Smart's a really good defensive player. Probably wouldn't have been my pick for defensive player of the year last year, but he's great. He's the engine of that team. He's, he's, just, he's just really, really solid. Jalen Brown's good all-star level player Jason Tatum is an MVP level player that that trio is better than the Blazers that one I have less I have less debate about um here's one that might be controversial controversial for you a trio that I have ranked ahead of the Blazers and ranked did I not want to say ranked there I did a trio that I lean better than the Blazers I have a tier higher than the Blazers Uh, already already worried about the blowback is the Toronto Raptors Pascal Siakam has been hurt, but he was he was so 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 good on both ends to begin the year. So good, um, as best the best he's ever played, um, and he's like made all star teams. Uh, the 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 best he's ever played. He was so good. OG Anobi is taking a step forward. Um, he's going to be on an all defensive team, and he's taking a step forward offensively. He is really really good. There's reason the Blazers wanted to trade for him because he rocks. Uh, and Fred Fred Van Vliet, um, health stuff with with Pascal and Fred has kind of. I think you could make an argument that availability is what's keeping the Raptors out of there. But their problem is not top end talent in in um, with the Raptors. It's lack of depth and lack of dudes who can get to the rim. Fred and Fred Fred doesn't get all the way to the rim, but he can create his own offense. And Pascal Siakam is the engine of this team. And all three of them are plus, plus, plus defenders. Um, really, really excellent players. Um, Toronto's trio is better than the Blazers' trio for my money. And the last trio, and I think this Philly, Philly is the last trio, and I think they belong in the conversation with Boston. I think Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, and, and Joel Embiid are just straight up better than the Blazers' trio. I got this from Blazers Radio last night. Shout out to Travis Demers and uh, and Mike Lynch. Um, uh, but Philly and Portland are the only two teams in the league with three 20-point-per-game scores. Harden, Maxi, and Embiid in Philly, and uh, Dame, Ant, and JG in Portland. But, but Joel Embiid has been an MVP-level player. I think I've now called like five dudes MVP-level. It's early in the season. We don't have to sort out the MVP ballot. But yeah, give me. let's just do it real quick. Steph, Joel... Luca, Giannis, I think that's it. Jason Tatum, maybe five. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving someone out and being rude now, but I think th- I think those are my guys right now. But like Joel Embiid's been 
incredible. His defensive impact is phenomenal, and he's been, you know, he I, I watched that 59-point 50, near quadruple double the other night. He's just, he had 24 and 5 blocks in the fourth quarter. Dude's a monster. Monster. Tyrese Maxey's taken a step this year. He's better. Um, James Harden is worse than he's ever been, and he's still a great basketball player. Um, he's declining a little bit. I think it's, I don't feel uncomfortable saying that. And he's still an excellent, excellent basketball player. I think that trio is better. So for me, there are three teams that are better than the Blazers for sure right now through the first 15 games in terms of trios. Boston, Philly, and Toronto. I think there are four teams in the conversation. Miami, Cleveland, New Orleans, and Phoenix with Miami, uh, or with Cleveland a step down from that Miami, New Orleans, Phoenix trio. That means at the worst, the Blazers are the eighth best trio in the league. And at best, they're fourth. A top five trio in the NBA. That's something worth celebrating. This team has been excellent and so much fun. Um, part of the Blazers' success this year is because they're they're better than just their big three, but their big three has been really, really good. And this is even with Anthony Simon struggling to shoot early in the year. He's finding his range, particularly from deep, and that means this team is just even more special. All right, to close the show, Let's talk a little bit news and notes. Uh, I, the Blazers play the Brooklyn Nets on Thursday. I want to talk a little bit about that one. Greg Brown is out in the G League. He's played a couple games. I want to talk about what we've seen from GB3. So join me in the third segment, won't you? But before we do that, I want to tell you this episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. Listen, if perspiration, heavy sweating, or the odor that comes with it is a problem in your life or someone you love, sweat block can be a solution for you. It can help, it can help fix or at least address those problems quickly. Sweat block wipes were invented by a doctor and they're guaranteed to work. So you don't have to, or you don't have to pay. They call it the sweat block dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. If you or someone you love is experiencing experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor try sweat block risk-free today save 20 percent with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com also available on amazon still a pass first point guard i'm still mike richmond and you are still listening to locked on blazers we did our top trios in the league the blazers are pretty Pretty convincingly, you can make you can make a simple argument for me. This is a top five trio in the league, top five big three in the league. That's pretty tight. <laughs> that, that's pretty tight. I don't. I, there's nothing you can complain about that. With let's go news and notes to close the show. Uh, Blazers have two more left on a homestand before hanging on the road for four, and it's Thursday against the Brooklyn Nets as their next game. Uh, they've Portland has released their injury report. You know who's not on it? <laughs> Any of those big three, but a couple guys are Keon Johnson, Yusuf Nurkic, and Justice Winslow are all listed as questionable. Gary Payton's still listed as out. Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear that Gary Payton is is, is still weeks away from playing. Uh, Chauncey Billups told reporters this week that not only does Gary Payton have to get back and get healthy, but that there's a, just a mental block to kind of like taking the governor off to saying like, okay, I'm going to floor it and playing, you know, full speed as hard as you can for it and getting going and playing every night of the week or every other night of the week for four months. Like, um, there is not only is he just going to have to get back and get his conditioning level up, but then there is just a mental hurdle for him to kind of get there. Um, and I think, um, I think that's part of the calculation with why I, I, I think GP is, you know, at least a week, at least a week away from playing. I don't like, I don't, 
I'm just reading the tea leaves. I had heard that he wasn't doing much um, when Travis Demers was on this program. He said that, you know, maybe GP gets in a little bit of stuff on the court. Um, so, and and Travis is you know someone who's who who is is close to the team, sits in on practices and things like that. So he's he's a little bit closer to the team certainly than I am. They don't let me behind those doors. Um, so like, yeah, I, I think he's. I wouldn't. I don't think it's a day to day thing with GP. I think we're still week, maybe weeks away from him returning. I would look for post Thanksgiving if I just had to guess, reading the tea leaves and kind of uh, hearing the whispers, whispers within the team. Uh, but Keon. Keon Johnson, Yusuf Nurkic, and Justice Winslow all listed as questionable. Keon Johnson, who's missed the last four games with a left hip injury. Keon wasn't on the injury report prior to that Charlotte game last week. The Blazers played the first of a back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday in Charlotte, New Orleans. Keon wasn't on the injury report, and then all of a sudden he is on the injury report, and now he's missed four straight games. Um, You want him to be back. When he didn't play, he's missed five overall, like has not played in the last five games, but he was a DNPCD. That's a did-not-play-coach's decision. Um, You want your depth, like you want the availability of Keon, the option of Keon, but I'm not sure as currently constructed that Keon would be part of the rotation, but you always want, you know, more dudes available is is just, is just better. But even if healthy, even if he does get dress out, I don't think Keon assuming health and no crazy foul trouble, I don't think Keon's going to play. But nice, nice on a team that could use some help with, you know, guard depth, just in case a nice, just in case option. Yusuf Nurkic, who had missed, uh, who returned and did not look good in his return against the Spurs, you know, missed four games and then come with a groin injury and then comes back. And he just, he just, he looks like a dude who hadn't played in a while. And he also kind of had the same, some Nurk problems, like natural Nurk problems that Nurk has had. And then just a dude who was not, didn't have his rhythm. Um, he struggled in that game. He was not good. It happens, whatever. It's one game. Keep it moving. But the notable thing here is that it's no longer listed as a groin injury. It's listed as a left quad contusion. So it's possible that Nurk got hit at some point, um, got hit on the quad, and is now dealing with that. Um, now a, bru- a, a, brood, a bruised quad and not the groin thing, but a new injury for, for Nurk on the injury report. Justice Winslow is listed as questionable with a non-COVID illness. He's missed the last two games with that non-COVID illness. Uh, I watched Justice Winslow warm up prior to the game against the Spurs, and he was going through a pretty heavy warm-up um, to the point where I thought he has to play because this is like a real warm-up. Uh, and now my read on it that he got warm- that he uh, didn't play was that they were getting him through a real warm-up specifically because he was not going to play and they wanted him to like keep his wins, like get a workout in. Um, but he wasn't, you know, just not available to play 25 NBA minutes. Very different playing 25 NBA minutes than getting like a sweat in for 15 with no defense or whatever. Um, very different. I would, based on what I saw him do in warm-ups, I would assume that Justice Winslow will be available. He'll be used useful. Um, the Blazers in the past have used him to guard Kevin Durant. Um, I think he'll at least get a crack at it along with Jeremy Grant and maybe a little Josh Hart. So, um, you know, they'll send a lot of bodies on him. He's a good basketball player. So that's your injury report for, or, um, for the Blazers. Maybe we should have, since you guys seem to hate it so much, uh, another nineties pop star, uh, sponsor the injury report when I do that in the future. Just kidding. I won't subject you to that. Uh, Kyrie Irving will not play for the Nets. I might, I'm not kidding. I might, who knows? Who knows? Shout out to Alanis Morissette. Shout out to Natalie and Bruglia. Shout out, shout out to any number any number of, of female pop stars from the 90s that I could choose from. Kyrie Irving will not play for the Nets. Uh, he is he is still out team suspension. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, Kyrie could return Sunday against the Memphis 
Grizzlies. Uh, TJ Warren is also out for the Nets. He's missed a big chunk of time. He's had trouble staying healthy over the years. Uh, ben Simmons has been coming off the bench, so he's not on the injury report. Expect backup center Ben Simmons to play for the Nets, uh, along with Kevin Durant, who today, if you haven't read it, did two different sit-down interviews with uh, ESPN or Anscape's Mark Spears and also Bleach Report's Chris Haynes, where Kevin Durant unplugged, just kind of aired his grievances, um, the kind of thing that you applaud someone for being honest, but also kind of do one of those confused faces like, hmm, hmm, is, is this a thing you should do to your coworkers in the middle of the season? Um, but, you know, from a media standpoint, when a dude is honest with the press, I'm not going to criticize him. Thanks for the honesty. Nets are in the middle of, or at the end, excuse me, of a four-game roadie. They, they beat the Clippers to begin this road trip uh, when Seth Curry got busy, and then they lost to the Lakers, and they lost to the Kings on Tuesday evening when they gave up 153, a buck 53 to the Kings. It's 153-121 beat down. A 32-point loss in which you give up 153, and it could have been worse. Nets can't stop anybody. Blazers just go get buckets and win this basketball game. That's as simple as it gets. The other news and notes you need to know is that... Um, Oh, another injury front. I didn't mention this on the podcast just because of the timing it came out. Shaden Sharp has a fractured pinky finger, and he's playing through it and no longer listed on the injury report. I saw him in the locker room. He's wearing a tiny little, like, taped brace thing on the tip of his pinky finger. He had 10 points in the first quarter and 13 in the first half. If the Blazers aren't listing him on the injury report, I'm not going to consider him injured. But I hadn't mentioned that on the podcast. I'm like a week late to rookie breaks finger uh, because he was... They announced a broken finger. They announced him as questionable, and then he played. So it was kind of an, it was kind of non-news. Uh, and he played on a Saturday, and the timing way it worked, I just didn't mention it. But sorry, sorry for not getting you that. This is like a place where you should come get your Blazers news, and I missed that. Speaking of Blazers news, Greg Brown the third is in the G League. The Blazers assigned Greg Brown to what was formerly known as the uh, Aqua Caliente Clippers, the Hot Water Clippers. Now they're the Ontario Clippers. For my money, a worse name change. Uh, the way G League assignments work for a team like the Blazers, one of two teams in the league that currently does not have a G League affiliate, is that you do it what's called via flex assignment. So the Blazers contact the G League office and they say, hi, we would like to send player Greg Brown, forward Greg Brown, down to the G League. Who is available to take him? And then teams come back and say, hey, we've got minutes for him. We would love to take him or we're available for him. And the the Blazers get to choose, you know, depending on the number of teams that respond and say, where can they go get him minutes? Because you don't want to send Greg Brown down there and play him like zero minutes. Like the whole reason to send him down is to get him playing time because Greg Brown was is, not, is out of the rotation. He's not he's clearly behind Jabari Walker in the rotation. It's just not as good as him or close to it. Um, they're getting him down there to play because he just needs minutes. He needs run. Um, so they're getting him down there to play. Uh, he's down there with the Clippers G League affiliate in Southern California. He's coming off the bench. He's played two games with the Clippers. He played 60 minutes off the bench in his G League debut this season. Went one of two and missed a three-pointer and two of three at the stripe. Finished with six points, three boards, no assist, a steal, and a block. And committed four turnovers in those 16 minutes. Second game, plays another 17 minutes off the bench. Um, or 17 minutes off of the, the bench this time. Finishes four of seven from the floor. 0 of three from three. So, oh. 4-4 inside the, if inside the stripe. Uh, Greg's got to get some threes up. You don't care if he misses them. You just want him to shoot them. I mean, eventually you want him to make them. But, like, G League is about get, getting opportunities. 
I, I think seven attempts in 17 minutes is a much better sign for Greg Brown. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I watch these Chi League games, but um, just, you know, b- box score scouting, Get let's get him some attempts. Like, the whole reason down there is to get him attempts. Four of seven from the floor, oh, three from three, two of three from the free throw line. Finished with 11 points, two boards, and two assists. Also committed four turnovers in this one. That is two assists and eight turnovers in uh, in 33 G League minutes. Greg Brown's just got to get it under control. It's It's... He has the physical tools to be a pretty intriguing player. Um, he's not much of a shooter right now, but shooting is a skill you can improve at in the summertime. I think there's still hope that he that he can get better there. But it's it you know his handle is is no good, and he's not much of a passer. Greg Brown's got a he's got if he could tighten up his decision making and just do the things that he's good at: attack the rim off cuts, grab rebounds, be an energy guy, be a hustle guy, use that athleticism. He can carve out a niche in the league. Um, he's got to figure out a way to hone that in the G League. And, and, and you know, like, this is a place where you you want Greg Brown to go down there and play. I wish he was playing 30 minutes a night and getting the ball in his hands a bunch and, like, kind of um, experimenting and, and expanding his game. But if he's going to be this sort of role-player type guy on a G League team and the Clippers are utilizing their G League team for their own prospects, um, like, yeah, get him down there and let him play. And if, if, if he is going to be in a role-player role, do the things you can do on on at the NBA level is is, is attack in space, um, you know, quick one one move cuts, one move drives, take spot up jumpers when you get them. You want you just want Greg Brown to, to get, get play more high level basketball, and the G League is a great place for him to do that. All right, that's today's show. Thanks for listening. Uh, come back. Blazers play the Brooklyn Nets on Thursday evening. That means Friday show. We will recap that one. I appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.